Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now, the issue of Canada and China, the relationship between our countries. China's ambassadors to Canada have repeatedly warned this nation against taking action such as sanctioning Chinese officials involved in human rights abuses in Hong Kong, as well as mainland China. Ambassador Kong Pei-Wu warned Beijing would, quote, firmly oppose this type of behavior and warned of serious damage, quote-unquote, to Canada-China relations. And the previous Chinese ambassador, Lu She, called Canada white supremacist for calling for the release of two imprisoned Canadians, Michael Spavor and Spavor, and Michael Kovig. Kovig. Uh, now, I'm getting some messages at the same time uh, as I'm speaking with you. So, these arrests took place at the time that uh, Huawei executive Meng Wanzhou was held in Canada. She's still held in this country. That started December 1st of last uh, of this of last year, yeah, um, on an extradition warrant. And then, of course, Canadian agricultural products were barred from Canada, from the China, namely canola. So what to do about this? increasingly charged relationship between Beijing and Ottawa. We were planning on speaking with Dr. Gordon Holden, director of the China Institute at the University of Alberta. Uh, but we have with us uh, Margaret McQuaig-Johnston, senior fellow of the Institute of Science, Society, and Policy at the University of Ottawa, senior fellow, China Institute at the University of Alberta, and a distinguished fellow at the Asia-Pacific Foundation in China. And uh, Dr. Craig Johnston recently gave an interview on uh, the relationship uh, with China and Canada and what we need to do, and I, I watched that with fascination. Dr. McQuaig Johnston, thank you very much for stepping in for your colleague on very short notice. You're welcome. Now, uh, China's relationship with, with this country, how do we describe what it, what it is now, what it's like now, how does China view Canada, and what should we be doing about what's going on? A lot of questions all at once. Sure. Uh, well, this is the worst Canada-China relations have been since we recognized China in 1970. We were one of the first Western countries to recognize the uh, China run by the Communist Party. There was a lot of reluctance at that time, but uh, Canada went, a went ahead and did that under the leadership of Pierre Trudeau. And uh, we've uh, come a long way in the relationship We've done very well over the years in terms of trade. Canada's put a lot of effort into helping China build its capacity. So the, that the China that we have today is um, uh, w uh, the success that it's having is very in very large part due to Canada. So the current state of affairs is quite a surprise to most Canadians because we've always had very positive relations with China. But that's not the case today. So is this, or does this all have to do with the, um, with the holding of the CFO, Chief Financial Officer of Huawei? Is this China just responding to, the, to Canada acting on behalf of the United States and, 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 and a treaty, extradition treaty? Or is there something more broad about this situation? Well, uh, certainly it's, the um, legal arrest of Madame Meng. That's the first and foremost recent re reason. But we're also seeing that China is becoming 
more aggressive internationally, um, more broadly speaking. Um, we've seen them picking up citizens of other countries to uh, have leverage on a country like Japan, South Korea, Australia, Sweden, um, when uh, there's a situation that China wants to change, it's a way of forcing the other country. And um, we're seeing China develop worldwide through its Belt and Road Initiative. And it's helping a lot of countries build infrastructure, but sometimes those projects come with some rather harsh conditions of loan repayment and conditions on the infrastructure development itself so um it's it's uh, this is this is more than just canada it's china's posture internationally i've been a friend of china since 1979 that was my first visit and i've worked um a lot through the years with chinese officials and scientists and engineers in china helping them to develop their capacity. Um, but I was in China in December when Michael Kovrig and Michael Spavor were detained. And um, on top of uh, developments in the South China Sea with uh, the creation of uh, islands for military purposes um, and what's going on in the province of Xinjiang in the northwest of China with right. Uh, arrest of uh, more than a million Uyghurs, or uh, detention of more than a, a million Uyghurs, and m- more than 200, uh, 2 million children as well of the Uyghurs. So um, the, the children are in kind of kiddie camps where they're taught Mandarin, and, and um, so they're being kept while their parents are in the, these um, camps. So this is a big change for Canada. It's been a big change personally. I've spoken out against China for its behaviors, and I expect I can't go back to China now. I've been so outspoken. But I don't want to go to a country that would treat its uh, treat Canadian citizens in the way that uh, our two Canadians are being treated. And then there are two more who uh, were arrested on drug charges, and they had their sentences. Instead of a few years, they got uh, got sentences of execution. And that was made known to also be in retaliation for the arrest of Meng Wanzhou. You know, uh, I, you look at what's going on, uh, as you point out, and we've had successive ambassadors from Beijing having warned and virtually threatened Canada, warned of consequences if this country officially accuses China of human rights abuses, Inside mainland uh, China, we, we spoke about this with a, a, a Uyghur representative uh, last weekend, and we've spoken with a student from uh, born and raised in Hong Kong who's been involved uh, in the protest in a peaceful way on two occasions. And, uh, and, and, and I wonder, given the fact that we now have two successive ambassadors warning Canada of consequences, if we were to support um, human rights uh, abuse charges against China, uh, and, and Canada and our allies have been described as white supremacists for calling for the release of the two arrested Canadians, Michael Korrig and, uh, and Spavor. Uh, is this the, um, is this the uh, architecture, if you will, of the president of China, President Xi, or is this a collective um, decision by the Communist Party of China? Who do you think is pulling the strings here? My own assessment is that it's Xi Jinping himself. 
um, the he he brought in quite a, a different approach to international relations, um, and he, he has said that it's time for for China to stand up. He's made uh, military threats against Taiwan, so he's really um, be- becoming much more aggressive internationally. He's the leader of not just the government but also the Communist Party and also the Chinese military. Um, so he's got all three of those titles all in one that he uh, acquired over the last number of years. And now, of course, he has uh, an indefinite term. So there are no more term limits on him. Uh, so he's very much the guy in the driver's seat on this. I have to uh, I have to thank you for doing what you did because you had no idea that we were going to call you. We, ha- we had agreed to, to chat with you, and then uh, we, we arranged the interview with Dr. Holden and— uh, and you and I exchanged an email, and then out of the blue, we just call you and say, hey, we can't, we can't find Dr. Holden. Would you step in, please, Professor McQuaig Johnston? And you said yes. So let me just extend uh, this a little further, if I may, because I know, I, know I, inter- I interrupted your Christmas shopping. Can you, can you spend a few more minutes with us? Because and, and, uh, yes, I'd like sure. to ask you, great. I'd like to ask you about what Canada should do in response to what China has done and is doing as far as its relationships with this country is concerned. So we thank uh, Professor Margaret McCraig Johnston, who is uh, one of this country's foremost experts on China and international experts on China. There's a response that needs to come from Canada. Are we doing what we should be doing? What what can we do? What are the options? What will China listen to? What will Premier, or the, the, the head of the Chinese Communist Party, uh, President Xi, listen to? Speaking with uh, Dr. Margaret McQuaig Johnston, Senior Fellow at the Institute of Science, Society, and Policy at the University of Ottawa, Senior Fellow at the China Institute, University of Alberta, and Distinguished Fellow at the Asia-Pacific Foundation of Canada. And we're speaking with Professor McQuaig Johnston about the relationship between this country and China, which uh, is, uh, appears to be deteriorating, and what should Canada do in response? Um, Dr. McQuaig Johnston, so we have, uh, you know, you've described the reality that exists and the, the, the leadership or the, the initiative that, that is being displayed toward Canada is coming from the very top of the Chinese government. Uh, we had also the canola exports blocked. Um, but what is the response that Canada must give to China? Are we, are we, uh, are we being as, 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 as uh, forceful as we should be are we sending the right messages to China, or are we failing on that accord? Well, we've done a few things right. Uh, one is uh, working with other countries to uh, make very strong statements that China must give our uh, hostages back. I don't call it hostage diplomacy because there's nothing diplomatic about it. Uh, they must give our, our Canadians back. And we've been really successful in getting other Western countries and organizations and think tanks around the world uh, using their connections to make the point to China that it's not in their interest to be behaving in such a a, 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 um, a, a horrific way to other countries. This is not the posture of an international uh, leader uh, among countries. So we've made that a point effectively. Canada's taken China to the WTO, World Trade Organization, to try to get the uh, canola situation uh, resolved. Uh, so those are good good steps. We now have a new minister, 
uh, Minister Champagne, who's our new foreign affairs minister, as well as uh, Ambassador Barton, a new new ambassador uh, for Canada. Both of those men have very strong international trade and international business experience and also experience with negotiation. So that's a huge asset that we now have with both of them in place. We also have a window of opportunity until Michael Kovrig and Michael Spavor are charged. They were detained for five months, then put in prison for a month, then formally arrested, and they've been in prison since then, but they haven't formally been charged. If they're charged, that will be a signal that China expects to keep them through um, a long trial, uh, sentencing, and then being given a harsh prison sentence because everyone who gets uh, charged ends up going to prison in the Chinese system. The party d- dictates, uh, you know, what the sentence should be. Uh, so, uh, so that's the situation that we're in now. If they are charged, we must take stronger action. And I would suggest uh, taking action under our Magnitsky law. That's a law that allows the Canadian government to refuse visas to certain Chinese officials who are named, as well as seize or, um, or freeze their assets in Canada. And many Chinese officials have uh, real estate here uh, and financial assets. Some of them even plan to move here with their families, which is quite, quite something. Um, they're kind of voting with their feet in terms of their own system of government. Uh, so we could take action against, for example, uh, senior officials <coughs> excuse me, of the Ministry of State Security who arrested, uh, who, who uh, uh, detained our guys. Um, and we could also take other action, such as um, uh, pulling out of the Asia Infrastructure Investment Bank, uh, sending home the uh, pandas, um, I know that they're popular in Alberta, uh, but pandas are a sign of friendship, and China is not being friendly to us. We could send home the athletes who are training for the uh, Olympics in 2022, which will be hosted in China. Um, so we're trying to train them so their athletes can win gold, and they're doing this to our people. So we could take stronger action. To the extent possible, it would be best to do that in conjunction with other countries, um, because there is uh, safety in numbers in a situation like that, this, and we would have to be prepared for more Can- Chinese retaliation if we took strong action like that. And they have said, the ambassador has said that uh, uh, Beijing would, quote, firmly oppose this type of behavior, end quote, if we were to do the, th- the things that you're suggesting. So uh, we have about a minute left here. What's the future look like for a relationship with China? If we do all the things that you're suggesting and we put all those cards on the table, are we more likely to come out, come, come out ahead and, and with the Chinese understanding that Canada is not going to be pushed around? Well, a lot hinges on the Hmong case itself. Uh, she's uh, taken the Canadian government to court on the way in which uh, she was arrested. There may be some intricacies of um, the formality of the arrest process that she might win on and get sent back because our Canadian uh, judicial system is very fair and she's got the best lawyers in the world, the best lawyers money can pay for. Uh, She might also win uh, if if the um, judge decides that um, President Trump's 
statements about uh, the, the fact that she might be part of a trade deal, the uh, U.S.-China trade deal. Uh, that she might, they might uh, win on that basis okay. as well. All right. So that that I think would be the best case scenario. Professor at this point. Professor McQuaig Johnston, thank you again for doing this at such very very short notice. Enjoyed speaking with you, and uh, I hope you'll come back. Thank you for the time today. Thanks for your interest in this very important issue. We have to get our guys home. We do have to get our guys home. Um, thank you again. There's Margaret McQuaig Johnston, uh, one of the foremost China experts in this country. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.